top tip for any budding podcasters out there, never do a podcast with AirPods in or any kind of wireless headphones because it sounds like you're underwater. I made that mistake. I've only been doing this four years. I've made that mistake with this. So the first couple of questions and throughout, I sound a little bit like I'm underwater, but Bryce sounds class as ever. A hat-trick of hat-tricks for Craig Bryson as he got two hat-tricks for Derby. Now is his hat-trick appearance on Talk Derby to me. I sound like shy. Fuck it. Here's Craig Bryson. 1898, the last time Derby beat Forest 5-0. Their record home score. Bryson for a hat-trick, which he has. His second treble this season, but this one means the world to Derby County against Forest. They've hit five. So welcome back on to Talk Derby to me, Craig Bryson. Ironically, your hat-trick appearance. I think you've got a hat-trick before with Derby, but you don't like to go on about it. First of all, before, when you come on the podcast, there's a lot of kind of piss-taking and, and like banter and that, but I, I do want to say it was really nice to see you back at Pride Park in a, in a Derby shirt on Saturday. So it, it was a really nice moment for me to see you doing that. And uh, how did it feel when you was out, back out there? No, I appreciate that, mate. It was it was weird. It was quite it was quite weird walking back out uh, the tunnel, and I don't know if it was because it was like obviously a proper pre-season game. It didn't have that kind of testimonial feel to it that I played in the past, where they kind of having a laugh and a joke in the changing room. Like it was like a proper pre-season for the lads um, getting ready for the season. So the way the way the manager approached the game and the way the players approached the game was like a a proper game. So. I remember I was sitting there watching the first half, thinking, "Oh, maybe the last five minutes will be fine here." I don't know if I, I don't know if my body could cope with the last fifteen, twenty minutes or whatever it was. So, now it was, it was, it was really good to be back. It was uh, great to great to see the fans and stuff again. Get the reception that I got because obviously when I when I left the club, it was just like the end of the season. Kind okay, of my future was a wee bit up in the air. I didn't know what was going to happen. The fans didn't know what was going to happen. I'd obviously been linked to another few clubs in that time. But generally, when it was a, the last game of the season, I think I was I think I was injured going into the playoffs. So it was just kind of me walking around the pitch and a lap of honour with everybody else. And at that stage, I, I honestly I didn't know what was what was going to be happening for the following season. So to go back in a personal note and see the fans and get kind of reception I got was was unbelievable. Is that like a little bit of closure for you in some ways that you've you've got your moment to go back and have that moment where, I mean, I've got some stuff recorded that uh, from the from the East End, at the moment you come on where the South Stand singing your name again, like you're coming back on. Is that a nice little bit of closure that, that you've gone back and you've had that moment now that like you've been able to go back and say goodbye and have the fans sing your name and, and all of those kind of things? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. They'll obviously... I don't know if there will ever be closure at Derby. Obviously, I spent a massive part of my career down there without going over all ground again, mate. Everybody knows what the club means to me. Everybody knows I'll do like, anything for the club, love to be part of the club and stuff like that. So, without going over that all again, uh, yeah, closure, I'm not sure. I, I think I've accepted in my head that I'm not playing anymore, which is it's actually quite difficult, to be honest. Retiring, you think you think you'll be okay. Uh, some days I find myself kind of just like walking around the kitchen, 
walking the dog. Like, I don't know if the dog's happy or sad that I've retired because he's just out constantly. And then you, I go up to school Bride and I do like the strength conditioning side uh, with a team, uh, with my business partner, Chris. And then going from player to like backroom staff, that's just that's just weird as well. Like the first couple of sessions, I, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe maybe Trampy or a few other players that are very retired that have been on the podcast will be able to kind of shed a wee bit more light on that. But it's it's quite it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. So in some ways, does it make it harder that you've gone back out onto the pitch? Joe, at this stage where you've gone back out and experienced it again, at this stage where you're trying to like step away, you've gone back out and experienced it again, does that make it harder a little bit? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I've, I think I've accepted it. I've accepted that I can't play. Uh, and then watching, obviously, the first half, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm so far off that standard and, and that level just now. Um, and I suppose that's Derby kind of dropping down the division as well and watching it. Uh, I've watched, obviously, East Kilbride training and think, well, I, I don't even know if I could play East Kilbride the, the way my body is just now. I joined in training the other night and my ankle was in, my ankle was in turmoil. It was sore after uh, 10, 15 minutes at the weekend there uh, with Derby. So I think I've accepted it. I think when you're a player, you always have in your mind or your heart, whatever it is that you still can play. You're still wanting to play, you're still going. But I, th- I think I've done quite well, uh, in a sense, and accepting it. And I don't know if it's the right thing to say either, but I'm not too sure I miss it. And I don't know if it's just because how I feel after it or kind of during it or, I, or because I know that I'm not the player that I used to be and I'm, I'm not as mobile as I used to be and I, I couldn't give it everything that I used to give it, in a way, if you know what I mean. Is there, is there, a, moment, is there a moment now, like, Joe, when... The South stands four thousand singing, four thousand people singing. He likes his Jager, his Jager, his Jager, and all that. Surely that gives you a little buzz when you're like, "Oh, I'm back." Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That that gives you a new lease of life, and then a stock player runs past you, then it's back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that is, um, it's 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 quality um, going back there and hearing that. But in ter- in terms of like playing again for Derby, I think. I think it's pretty clear and obvious that the the days are gone. Unfortunately, it was a like you've touched on. It was a strange dynamic that it was kind of a serious friendly, and then there was some ex pros thrown into it. So how how did you find it? First of all, we beat them three 0 a team that are uh, a league above us. But as an ex pro stepping into that, does how do you approach that? Like you said, you were on the bench thinking this might be a step up, like. When you're waiting to come on, you think ah, I might be, uh, I might be blowing here. I think so. We were kind of joking on the bench that everything was going so well for the for the team and the gaffer that everybody would be absolutely buzzing if the game finished three 0 And we we're like, well, if we go on, there's a good chance we'll lose four three, and the gaffer will be under pressure after the game. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure the manager actually wanted to make the subs after the first half, but no, it was it was excellent and. To be honest, it's it's fair credit to Stoke as well uh, for letting that happen and, and letting us come back on to pitch and experience it just for one last time um, with it being Fozzie's testimonial and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it, it was a wee bit weird. I, I played in a testimonial when I, I retired, you know, straight after, and that was like a proper testimonial. We had like 50-year-old, 60-year-olds kind of playing and we got battered. I played with Kilmarnock in a testimonial game up at Auchinleck and we... We got a doing, but that was like a proper testimonial where everybody was there, like 
for a good time and, and stuff like that. And just to celebrate the the player who was who was getting his testimonial. But no, it was it was it was weird being involved in that proper change room again. To, to celebrate the player that whose testimonial it was, could you like put into words what Craig Forsyth has done for Derby County? Because you had a great career at Derby, but to have ten years at this level with Derby County and to do what Fozzie's done for Derby, it's an incredible achievement, isn't it? I think so. I think I think there's probably some of the Derby fans that maybe underrate him a wee bit, if I've been completely honest. I think in the modern day game to, to play for a club like Derby for so long through, I don't know, maybe about 56 managers or something in that time, uh, is testament to him. Like he's seen off like a lot of good players. He's seen off like, a lot of good left backs. He's you still getting contracts. He's still playing. Every every different manager kept on picking him. He picked up what three really bad knee injuries. It shows like his character, his determination, his attitude to come back. And I think once you've done that, you can kind of throw throw the towel in when you get injured and you do your knee that many times. You could just say like, this isn't for me. I'm I'm kind of just going to walk away. But Every day you'd see him in the gym. He'd be working with the physios. He'd be doing extra. So that's fair credit to him that he's actually back playing at a level he's playing at, and for the longevity, considering the injuries that he's had. But it's a great character around the place. He's quite quiet. He's quite reserved. He's just a. He's probably a manager's dream. Like he'll never be, never be in the press for like anything bad. He respects the club. Uh, respects his teammates, respects everybody at the club and just a good, genuine, down-to-earth guy. The, the four ex-pros, well, not ex-pros, but four ex-players that came in and played, it looks like you've got a really good relationship with him as well. So is it was he like a good person to be around in the changing room? Who, Fozzie? Fozzie, yeah. Uh, how do you describe Fozzie? Maybe like well, well, I've seen him described with three or four different nicknames over the last few few days and all of these nicknames are new to me so like it's, it's yeah. nice got four different personas yeah I, I was going to say maybe like a wee silent assassin it would uh well a big silent assassin he'd like to throw in a wee grenade here and there but kind of whisper it to somebody next to him uh so he'd start the argument you know, or whatever the bit of banter then kind of just walk away and just pretend it wasn't him but I, it was good it was good in the change room uh quite funny some good one-liners and stuff like that uh, got on with everybody really. I don't think you'd find anybody that's probably got a bad word to say about him, as expected for a Scotsman. So yeah, it's just just the way it is. But a, a good teammate, a good person, and a, a great person to represent Derby. There's a big question that everyone wants to know, and I'm going to ask that next. But before we get onto that, um, how would you sum up Saturday? Your experience of being back at Pride Park in front of nine thousand people at Pride Park Stadium. For me, for me personally, um, it was amazing to be back down there. I've also struggled to come back down since I left due to still playing up in the SPL, still dropping down to League Two with Stenhouse Muir, pandemic kitting and stuff like that. So when when I left, I always thought I'd just go down and I'd watch games when I could. But obviously there's other factors that have, have kind of come into that, so I've not managed back down, I think. Since I left, that was only the second time I went back down. I think I came down once to see a few friends and see that uh, kind of Legends Bridge thing. I got asked to come back down and see that. So that was only the second time I went back down since I left. So 
to come back down, I, well, one thing, I don't miss a drive. It took me six hours to drive down uh, in the same going back. I don't miss that M6 one bit, but to come back down to Derby, to see people, to see, see the players, see the staff, see the fans, still getting like the kind of admiration I got when I was like a player there is ju it's just incredible. It's like, it, it, it'll never leave me. Like the feeling I have for Derby is never going to go. Like it's just, just one of the things and people might think it sounds cheesy or whatever, but I don't really care. Uh, Derby were a, a, again, without going over old, old ground, Derby are a massive part of my life, a massive part of my football career. My son was born there, so it's, it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. The squad number of each of the uh, ex Derby players had a squad number that had significance. The five, the fifty slash five nil that you wore, uh, whose idea was that? Sure, please tell me that was your idea, or was it Davo's? I, I, I wish I could take credit for it because it's rattled a few people uh, up the fifty two into it. So. Um, I think they were trying to come up with like numbers that kind of meant something. With it, with it being like a proper pre-season game, I couldn't also wear number four because Connor is number four. I then had a successful spell with uh, St. Johnson wearing number 13, but also I couldn't wear number 13 um, for the same reason. So they were, they were coming up with numbers and they, they kind of voted um, the 5 now idea. They voted 69 because... Not because that face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they voted that because that's when the penalty went in for the hat trick. Oh, of so course, the, the of course, is, yeah, that was my first thought, yeah. That, same as mine, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they come up with 50. So when I turned up to the stadium, I generally just thought it was going to be the number 50. And then I'd, I'd seen there and Dave would kind of stitch me up a wee bit and put a wee dash in between the five and the zero. And I'm like, mate, they hate me enough down there as it is. And you've went and stitched me up like that, but it's it's obviously went down well. It's went down well. It's just just a wee bit of harmless fun. Obviously, you'll get the odd person that will take it to a series and stuff like that. But I'm sure if it was the other way about in a testimonial match, they'd have probably done the same thing. So it's a wee bit of fun, but yeah, just one of the things and I may as well enjoy it. Free kick is played in. And only falls to Bryson! It's an absolute rocket from Craig Bryson from 20 yards. And Derby doubled their advantage. Cut out. Hughes. Bryson. Goes for goal! Oh, he's already scored one screamer. He's got another one. Sensational goal from Craig Bryson. What a hit. Putting them apart here. And the fourth goal and a hat-trick for Craig Bryson. What a moment for him. And for Derby County on their travels, winning again away from home. No, I did see uh, after the game, like, um... <clears throat> One Nottingham Forest fan, I don't like to swear on the podcast, but one Nottingham Forest fan did say, sent like some kind of abusive tweet, and someone said, Well, it was the most famous game that you played in and you scored a hat trick. Like, why would you not in a testimonial wear it? Like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? That, that's just rivalry. There's always, um, 
there's always people going to see the positive and the negative to it, but it, it literally just was a wee bit of harmless fun. Uh, we we really enjoyed that that game well, for obvious reasons. Uh, it was a major highlight in my career, not just at Derby, but my full career. That's probably the best game that I've ever played in, being involved in the scoreline, beating your rivals, scoring the hat-trick, etc. The crowd that day, all my family being down, it kind of being iconic because it's the first time it had happened in so long. So it's just it's just one of the things. It was just I'm just quite fortunate. It was me that scored the hat trick that day and not some other somebody else. So you may as well just play on it for a wee bit longer. Did you keep the shirt? I've got the shirt. Yeah. Are you keeping it? Uh, I I was potentially going to do something with it. Uh, maybe online. Maybe maybe give it like a derby fan a chance to win it or auction it or do something like that. So. We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Or give it to someone like Joe, like a podcast host, you give so much <laughs> to people during lockdown and like give so much to the community. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've had a lot of messages uh, for people wanting it. Uh, so it'd be quite it'd be quite tough just to pick one person. So if I don't keep it myself, then I'll, I'll do something, uh, maybe something with like my kind of new business that I run just now and give somebody the chance to win it if they start following my page and liking stuff. <laughs> Mate, that's, it's a but way to go, isn't it? We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We sponsor, well, we sponsor a couple of Kilmarnock players just now, so we're doing a, a few short gives up, giveaways with uh, Kilmarnock. So it might, might be an option, but right now, I don't know. I don't know. Pro- I probably will give it away. It'll probably, it'll probably be better off with a Derby fan than myself, to be honest. Cheers. Um, while, while, we're on, <laughs> while we're on the subject, talk a bit about your new business and, and what you're up to now. Let's give the platform to, to talk about what you're doing now. That's why I wore this jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to plug it. Uh, now, basically, myself and uh, my business partner, Chris, we've just got this uh, online personal training platform. So open to professional sports people and the general public who just want to get better, basically, physically, stronger, mentally, fitter, anything like nutritional advice, stuff like that. You just contact us through our uh, Instagram page. We'll speak to you. We'll, we'll get you set up on our personalised app. All your all your workouts will be tailored to you, your nutrition, etc. There'll be phone calls with myself and Chris text messaging, it's two-way two messaging, so you can message anytime. we'll get back to you. Uh, so it's basically an online personal trainer, in effect, that side. Now we've got the job as the strength and conditioning coaches at East Cobride, so that's that's my hometown club. Probably never heard of them, but they're in the fifth tier of Scottish, Scottish football, so we're trying to get into League Two, basically. We do the strength and conditioning up there in terms of like the gym work they're running. So... Fair credit to the manager for, for giving us a job up there. We're, we're thoroughly enjoying being up there. And like I said to earlier, it's, it's kind of tough going from player to backroom staff, but our business works because Chris has got his own um, he's got his own sports clinic, as it stands. He works as a personal trainer, one-to-one, like face-to-face. He's got his own massage stuff. He's you know, basically just a, a sports clinic. Um, he's got the whole qualifications background I've got the experience from playing football and knowing what footballers are like and how to be fit for football from the East Bride point of view and it just, it just kind of works like that so if anybody's interested in getting fitter 
faster, stronger, just better in general, then, you know, where to find us. It's uh, Total Fitness Online on Instagram, and we're always open to a message, whether people sign up or not, that's that's no problem. I've, I've been, uh, this is like uh, delving into something else, but I've been told, I've, I've struggled a bit mentally recently to get fitter, so like I could I could be in Derby and you could help me. Yeah, of course, yeah, it's, it's completely online. Uh, we just send you all your workouts through our app, it'll come straight onto your phone, same way, like your daily habits, your nutritional advice, anything. That, like we can basically tailor anything to your needs. Um, I think for mental health, one of the one of the best things you can do is exercise and go to the gym because it creates like positive endorphins, really, which kind of make you feel better. Now, when you when you can't be bothered going to the gym, you go to the gym, you come out it, and then you feel we a lot a lot better after that. It's kind of it's like a free therapy in a sense. Yeah, it's, it's something I've been told that I need to do, so I might be signing up with... Um, is, it, is it like a code like Bryson20 to sign up for a little bit of discount? No, it's double. Double double the price. Double for me. <laughs> double the price, <laughs> Is that because I know Trumpy? Aye, basically. Aye. He's used to the phone. I went, I would just, I would just turn him away. He went and got he's on. He's untrainable. Well, I'll tell you a secret. We're coming, we're coming to the last like, kind of five minutes, but I rang... Um, you call him Trumpy. I rang Campy about six o'clock and said, I need a favour from you. Yeah, go on. Go <laughs> on. Oh, he's always in a bad mood. Go on. Go on. What do you want? I went, uh, doing Bryce tonight, obviously talked about him playing the testimonial. Will you come on about 20 past seven? Obviously recording and just give him a bit. <laughs> go on, mate, coaching. Just tell him, officially, we're not mates anymore. And then put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Wait, what does it mean we're not mates anymore? <laughs> we were never mates. Since he, since he went and played for that lot, I think I was going to be a mate with him. Don't think so. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think he assumed you were friends at some point, but then you're always so abrupt. Hello? What do you want? I know. No, I can't. I'm coaching. Tell, tell him we're not mates. Bye. He <laughs> <laughs> only phones me if he wants something. He's that kind of mate. Did you have a... Um, I've got, obviously got to ask... He likes his Jaeger, his Jaeger, his Jaeger. Did you go and see Moors on Saturday night and have a Jaeger? No, I didn't. I didn't. I had uh, a couple of shandies. Calming down a wee bit. Like I said, I, I still don't know where the, where the actual chant came from. I, I think somebody said it was a night out in Derby and I ended up having a few Jaegers with a few Derby fans or something. So back up in Scotland, I would just stick to drinking tenants. Not into that Carlin and all that stuff that you just drink down there. So... I was think, just think to uh, the tenants up here. The tenants is really stronger than Colin, though. Colin's like, of course it is. Of yeah, course it is. Like, what did you expect? Like normal tenant. If I had a pair of tenants, I'd probably off. It's like my mate, my mate, my mate came up for, from Derby one time. Had a few tenants get sent to bed. I was like, mate, what's up with you? Get a grip for yourself. Honestly, Colin and Foster's. He ended up, he ended up coming to a pub in Scotland drinking some off ice, and that's just like, mate, just don't come. That's like you're looking just. Surprised didn't get filled. Surprised didn't get filled in. Ah uh, no, I know. It probably should. I probably should have let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more, mate, and then, then obviously I'll let you go. But like your weekend back in Derby, how would you sum it up? It's excellent. It was. It was quite. It was quite off the cuff. We we only kind of got the call maybe Tuesday Wednesday asking if we would. Uh, be interested in playing the testimonial just for the last wee bit. They then had to get kind of like a green light from Stoke. So 
I think a few fans were kind of saying, like, why was it not announced earlier, etc. I think that was the reason. I think because it, it was like a pre-season game. I don't know what happens, like, behind the scenes with all that kind of stuff. But coming back down is, is always excellent. I always have a good time when I come back down. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and when you're coming back down to actually come on the pitch, it just makes it that wee bit more special. So, yeah, it's just it's just nice to come back down to Derby, isn't it? What what do you miss most about Derby? The weather. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I actually get a summer. I actually get a summer down there. It's, 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 it's definitely a lot hotter than it is up here. A lot hotter. My, my dad always abuses me for that. I'll go into his house, he'll be cutting a bit with like, a T-shirt on, and I'll be going in with my jacket, and they'll take it off, and I'll like, put the heating on. He's like, no, nah, don't be stupid. You're just used to that that climate down in, uh, down in Derby, so need to reclimatise up here after being down there for so long. It's quality, mate. That is quality. And, uh, no, I miss, obviously, I miss the club massively. I miss, yeah. uh, I miss being down there. Again, mate, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going back over it again. But just the club, the people, the place. I miss it all, really. Like you said, it was a massive part of my life. Just to touch on it, like one last time, is it difficult to walk into that change room and stuff? And like, Joe, when you, it's been such a big part of your life. And then you're coming back to, you're paying tribute and going out for, you, for a good friend and it's a testimonial. But to walk back in and get changed one last time, is that difficult in some way? It's weird because it's... Um... It's their time now, like you know what I mean. It's it's not your time. Your time's been and gone. You just you just need to let it go. Like they're they're the people kind of like the fans want to see. They're the team that they're going to watch this season. And me being a fan, that is the players that I want to see lift a trophy and getting promoted, just like every other Derby fan. So you have to respect that it. it is a testimonial. But on top of that, you have to fully respect that as a game. Um, and we are just like lucky to be a part of that game. But that game is to serve a purpose, to get the players ready for Wigan in the first game of the season. So you have to respect everything that goes along with it. Know your place in the changing room and just when the manager wants you to go on, then just go on and do a good job. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not about me, Nudge, Waggy or, or Bradley anymore. It's, uh, it's about the other 15, 20 guys that are trying to get Derby promoted that we unfortunately couldn't do. How did you find Ward, uh, Warney as a as a gaffer? Because obviously you were in the change room with him, and it was and it was it was not a testimony. This is a serious game. How did you find Warney? Yeah, I think he came across really well. I think from what you've seen in the first half performance, especially, is everything that he asked in the changing room. He wanted balls in the box. He wanted to score for a set play. Wants balls in, like balls in the box, and then big call scores with a header. We, we scored for a set play. The third goal is just a really good bit of play for kind of everybody involved. So everything he asked for in the change room before the game, he got in the first half. And hopefully if they can produce performances like they did, especially in the first half throughout the season, then they're not going to be that far off it. Well, the the, the second goal reminded me, with the link-up play, it reminded me of two players from about 2014, and it was Craig Bryson and uh, Chris Martin. The little back heel into a little bit of link-up, yeah, there was there was shadows there of uh, the Bryson Martin link up. Did you did you think that yourself on the bench or? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what was it better? Ah, <laughs> uh, better, uh, better, much better. Was it me doing the back heel, Chrissy? Because I don't think I've got a back heel in the locker. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a wee bit similar to my second goal, wasn't it? Um, against Forest, like when Chrissy's just done that wee back heel and I've put it in at the bottom corner. 
bit a better finish from Mendes, but it's kind of a wee bit of similarities between her. I understand what you mean by that. And it was it was more like the understanding between yourselves. It's kind of like the there was a ball in and there was an understanding of where the ball was going to be and like, yeah, like yeah. you and Chrissy had. Aye. Aye. I, I, obviously, I played with uh, Mendes at, at Cardiff, so I know what his attributes are and, and what he can do and what he can bring to Derby and what he has brought to Derby. And then Max is just a, he's just a very clever footballer and he's like, matured so much since the last time I saw him and, and met him. And he, like, I, he was always a really nice guy, but Nice guy, wonderful footballer, great left foot on him. And his pass for the was it second goal down the line was was excellent as well. So he's hopefully gonna gonna be around at Derby and hopefully be a big player again this season. What's your ultimate goal to finish for, for Craig Bryson then? Obviously you're doing your, your fitness stuff at the minute, it's called Bride and, and got your own business. Management, fitness, where, where do you see yourself? Um I don't see myself in management at all. I, I see myself more as a kind of fitness coach. And doing what I'm doing just now, ultimate goal for me and probably business part would be have our own gym at some point, uh, which would be, would be really nice. Kind of get involved with some more football clubs or any other sport, and kind of just go down that route. Obviously, I was I was kind of renowned in football for being fit. It's kind of like a passion that I've always had. That's just kind of stayed with me. Unfortunately, I can't take part in the running sessions that uh, I like to put on and stuff like that up at East Kilbride and in other places. But yeah, it's kinda that's the way I kinda I kinda see it going. Like just down full fitness, gym based, the uh, over football coaching, first team coach, etc. Well, we, when we do podcasts together, like we said at the start, it's almost always piss taking and, and having a laugh. But I started by saying it, I end by saying it. It was a genuine pleasure to see you back at Pride Park Stadium in the Derby shirt, walking back at Pride Park. Um, it was a genuine emotional moment because you are a Derby legend, Craig Bryson. So thank you very much and, and thank you for your time again, mate. Yeah, I really appreciate that, mate. Thank you.